pause while we get the Oregon State player introductions. When we come back, we're going to get set for tip-off in this rivalry series matchup. Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the public, or just something to say, don't hesitate to get involved. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions.oregonstate.edu. Under the fog and beneath the trees, the grad students of OSU's MFA program in creative writing are drafting poems, short stories, lyrical essays, and more. Come hear their original work at the monthly MFA reading series, featuring poetry from Leela Cutter, nonfiction from Emily Podwoyski, and fiction from Elliot Lawrence. 5 p.m. Friday, February 16th. Check out the events page of the School of Writing, Literature, and Film to find out about future readings. All are welcome. See you there. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. We are getting set to go here in the rivalry series, Oregon State versus Oregon. We have our starting lineups up for Oregon State. Number zero, Jordan Pope. Number four, Dexter Acano. Number 12, Michael Retide. Number 34, Tyler Bilodeau. And a bit of a switch up here. Number 15, Joel Mariel being the center for the Beavers. Bit of a change than the regular KC of Beckwith. No doubt, and it probably has something to do with last year's series between the two. Um, I believe it was Dante who had an incredible game. Their center definitely had a phenomenal impact on their stat line last year. And the only reason I can think of this is that he outgains him by a few inches. He definitely has that extra size on him, which can go a long way when it comes to playing under the board and playing defense. Yeah, and Follett. And Polly Dante, of course, being the veteran senior on Oregon State, being that 6'11 center from Molly, of course, looking to do work again this season. And best guess is we're looking to see if head coach Wayne Tinkle looking for a way to stop him, as you mentioned, last year when these two teams faced off. We saw Dante have 16 points and 18 rebounds, Ooh. able to put up a lot of points, get a lot of possessions, most likely seeing... Uh, Marielle just getting in to try and really put down those rebounds, get a lot himself, trying to use that 7-2 stature he has to his advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Like to see that play more out on defense. It's definitely more of like a scheme fit to have him go up against the bigger center and just like let them play out in the ball. And we are getting set for tip-off. Almost a full capacity crowd here in Gill Coliseum. We are seeing Marielle on the tip facing Dante. Getting set to go here in the first half. It's up. It's going to be won early by Dante. And the Ducks are going to have the first possession here in this rivalry series matchup. Nice pass over to Dante, too. Dante handoff to Kuznard. 
course, the point leader, Dante, gets an open look, two-handed jam to open things up, able to just find his way past Mariel, got the open lane, already and made sure the Oregon State Beavers are punished. They already have him going out in the paint. As expected, but right on the other side, Mariel able to snap back the other way. Two to two early, the two centers picking up the first points for each team. Way to go at it, man. Way to get your big men involved and way to get them going points. Yeah, expecting to, of course, see the 1v1. We're going to be looking to see, of course, Jordan Pope, lead scorer for Oregon State. He's going to be looking to do a lot of work. Dante, again, looking to try and find his way through the point. That's stripped away, and a foul is going to be called. believe that will be on Michael Ratai. It's very... Interesting where they're going to call this on. They do they call do. it on Ratai. Yeah. First team foul, his first personal, of course, just a little bit of a reach in there, trying to strip that one away from Dante. Kuznard snaps it over, seeing a lot of ball movement early from beyond the arc. Again, running out of time, shot clock. You can hear the <laughs> crowd trying to fake out <laughs> the Ducks on that shot clock. Now have about three seconds. It's going to have to be a drive from Tracy. Look for it. Finds the finish. That's a quick two points coming through. It's Jadrian Tracy able to get the lead right back for Oregon. Nice way to finish through before the shot clock expired. Now seeing the Beavers setting right back up. Pope to retire. Tyler Bilodeau taking it at the top of the arc now. Back to Pope, looking for the drive on the right side, looking for a little bit of space. He's going to take a fadeaway, too. This one not going to drop. Ooh. Rebound collected by the Ducks. Picking up the pace right back down court. A quick lay-in, explosive movement from Jackson Shellstad. He gets his first points of the game. Incredible and one to just break away after the steal, run it right over for points. And now the Beavers looking to respond. Jordan Pope calling a play. Tyler Bilodeau up close trying to play off that screen. Snapped into the corner, Ratai looking for a lane, wants the reverse, finds it off the glass. Ratai finds his first points, four to six game. Incredible use of the backboard there to really get them going. We saw Marielle kind of boxing out Dante there to help create that open lane. Good defensive layup there. The Ducks setting back up, trying to make this a two possession game once again. Kuznard getting that lead scorer for Oregon, looking to create a play here. A drive coming through from Tracy Stops at the free throw line. Dante spins, runs out of time. It's a shot clock violation, airtight defense from Oregon State. That's why you want to put Chole in against Dante, have that size matchup, have the centers go at it, so you can foul them out like that. I mean, Casey Abekwe, a phenomenal play player, has had a great season, but it looks like head coach Wayne Tingle, he just wanted that switch up, see how Marielle would face off against Dante so far looking pretty good as now the Beavers a chance to tie potentially take the lead Bilodeau to retire in the corner looking for some space back out to Dexter Connor he's gonna let the three fly not gonna fall Marielle trying to gather the rebound but Dante rips it away from him and the Ducks head back the other way nice little pass up there to Kuznard Again, Dante trying to drive, lose control of this one. It's going to be a clean take from the Beavers, trying the break. Ratai finds the space, finds the glass, and finds the equalizer. An incredible run there by Bilodeau to the board, and way to use the board also to finish off the run. And you can see, again, the Ducks really ramping up the pace here. As soon as the Beavers score, they're looking to get right back into it. 
They do not want to let this get away from them. And a beautiful pick and roll from Oregon. Dante, a massive two-handed slam there to let the Beavers know and get Oregon back on top. You always want to make sure that these rivalry games don't get out of hand. You know, tensions fly, things get really rough. You don't want to let that type of stuff get in your way and let the game slip. Philado looking for a lane, potentially looking to get it over to Marielle, running out of room here, will give it to Retai. He's gonna let a long three go. This one not gonna Ooh. drop. Rebound collected by Evans Jr. Props to where Prop is. He took the shot, he thought he had an open lane, just couldn't pull it down. Again, seeing Oregon setting up, trying to extend that lead once more, trying to hit double digits first. Tracy, a drive, puts the floater away, and Dante immediately goes up <laughs> for the rebound. Might have been yeah. an oop attempt even. But he goes right back up, finds the second chance points, and now the Ducks up 10 to 6. There he is using his size under the board. That's a great use of that arm length and a great use of his height. That's another reason why they put Chole on him. And now we see a three being laced up here. Chole, Mariel putting a three down. Mariel, he's not a three-point shooter here, Absolutely Nicholas. Not, that no. was his eighth attempt of the season. That is impressive. That's really what you want to see from him. And now we're going to see a foul on the other side as Dante went up for that one, got fouled by Mariel. And that will be the second team foul, but that'll bring us to our first media timeout. 15-01 left to go here in the first half. Oregon Ducks 10, Oregon State Beavers at 9. We'll be right back. Hey, Beavers. Oregon Contraceptive Care, C-Care for short, is a program funded through a grant from Centers for Medicaid Services and the Oregon Department of Human Services. This program allows SHS to provide free reproductive health care and contraception to OSU students that meet a certain income criteria. If you're a current fee-paying student at OSU, you may be entitled. Students can sign up for C-Care by calling SHS at 541-737-9140. That's 541-737-9140. Have you ever wanted to share your taste in music with the world, produce your very own podcasts, or learn the wonders of audio? All these and more can be found right here with the award-winning, 58 years and running college radio station KBVR. We'll give you the training on everything you need to know about working in our radio booth and going on the air. No prior experience required. If you would like to get involved, please contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu. Hey Beavers, do you ever feel like not walking to class, or work, or anywhere on the Oregon State campus? The Beaver Bus is a free on-campus transportation service that runs Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and operates on several routes throughout the year. To find out more information, visit transportation.oregonstate.edu. That's transportation.oregonstate.edu. Happy riding! Breaking news, five Pac-12 schools announced departures from the Pac-12 Conference in 2024. Whether you're checking in on sports, serious topics, or shocking events around the Corvallis community, the Daily Barometer is proud to be accessible to readers of all capabilities. If you feel as strongly about this goal as we do, we invite you to lend your voice for our article narration, allowing us to reach a larger demographic and expand our stories to those who wish to hear it. If you are interested in volunteering your voice, please email baro dot ed dot ASST at oregonstate.edu that was b-a-r-o dot ed dot ASST at oregonstate.edu 
With your help, we can ensure the news remains accessible to all. Welcome back, everyone, to KBVR FM 88.7. First five minutes gone here in Gill Coliseum between Oregon State and Oregon. The Ducks lead 10 to 9, but a very solid first five minutes at that. Both centers, as you expected, they're playing up and matching up very well. This is what Oregon State is really hoping with putting Chole on Dante. You want to have the two big men going at it so they can match up evenly. And so far, they've been playing very well so far. I mean, I think the biggest things that we have to point out early, Chole Mariel hitting his fourth three of the season, which just seems absolutely incredible. It's impressive. <laughs> it really, yeah, it really, it really is, impressive. is. He let yeah. it fly. He was not afraid no. to take that chance, as well as we're seeing Jager and Tracy already three assists in those first five minutes. Not to mention, right now, Oregon shooting 100% as a team. They're five for five from the field. Now one and for two yeah, from the free, speed, speed from the free the throw line as soon yeah. as I say something. <laughs> But the Ducks pick up their own rebound off that free throw attempt. They're going to get a chance for two more. Nice pass take. over to Evans. Evans finds the drive, finds the bucket as well. Oregon extend the lead 13-9 now. The Beavers looking to close the gap. But right now, we're seeing the Ducks doing a very good job keeping Oregon State at arm's length. They're doing a really good job of pushing them outward and not letting them run wild under the board, which is really what you want to see from their defensive lineups. We're also seeing a substitution in place. Casey Abekwe getting his first minutes in place of Marielle in close. We're going to see Bilodeau turn, fires right off the half spin. Tyler Bilodeau on the board for the first time tonight. Very nice pass by Bilodeau. That's exactly what you want to see when they get to the top of the paint. The Ducks looking to respond. This one snapped cross court. Kuznard into the corner. It's going to be a three attempted by Evans. Not able to let it fall. Bilodeau collects the rebound. And again, Oregon State, another chance to tie this one up. Fantastic defense by Bilodeau being right there to match up with Tracy to steal the ball away. Pope, good pass, but a block Ooh. comes through. Is Dante able to find the block there on a Beckway? Now Tracy lurking down low. Dante goes up to the left. This one aired out, immediately picked back up. The Ducks cannot find the basket. A Beckway powers away the rebound. That's exactly what you want to see. Incredible defense there. And Oregon State, another chance here to get it back. Jordan Pope pulls up, looks, looks to find it. That he does, 13-13. Pope on the board as well. And what a way to tie it. That is exactly what you want to see when going up against the bigger team. Do not let up. Come out and play with aggression, and you might sneak a win out. Of course, Pope averages 17 points a game. That's his first bucket tonight. Now another quick stop from Oregon State. Kuznard not able to power through the defense. Jordan Pope setting back up. He's just going to let a three fly. This one off the front of the rim, and it looks like Retai came down with the rebound, a foul is going to be called. It looks like that one will be on Tracy. As we see subs hop in for either side. We're seeing, of course, Josiah Lake II getting his first time in. Brennan Rigsby for Oregon. And Mohamedou Diawara also swapping in for the Ducks. And now it's going to be a Kano quick pulls up right off the inbound Woo! pass. And the Beavers take a lead. That is a fantastic corner shot by Akano. And we're starting to see 
all the players really on Oregon State starting to find their footing here. They're on a 6-0 run. Now a three being laid up. Oregon not able to put it away. It was Shellstad on the attempt. Tracy down low, gets it right back on the left side, lets it fly off the back iron. Rebound collected by Rigsby, setting right back up the Ducks. Having quite a few offensive rebounds. Another one. This one will finally fall. Shellstad able to connect there. Ties it right back up for Oregon. I like that the Be I love that the Beavers are doing very well playing defense now under the board. They were letting them run wild for a sec, but now they're starting to clean up their defensive act. Bilodeau looking for a way in, gives it back out to Pope. And it looks like a violation is called. I believe that will be a three-second call. Oh, so it will be a turnover there on Bilodeau, but that will bring us to our second media timeout, just under 12 minutes to go here in the first half of this rivalry series matchup. Oregon State 15, Oregon 15. We'll be right back after the break. Have you encountered an issue on campus, but you're not quite sure how to resolve it? Maybe you've been accused of a student conduct violation or have a concern about a grade. The ASOSU Office of Advocacy is here to support students and help you navigate whatever challenges come your way. We work with students from their first term on campus to the final year of a PhD and everything in between. We're located in Student Experience Center 228. Feel free to stop by between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, or check out our website by searching for Office of Advocacy, Oregon State. In everything we do, the Office of Advocacy is here for you. 那就赶快来参观一下OSU的Orange Media Network或者OMN。OMN所在SEC的第四楼, Call in all line dances. Whether you're new to the range or it ain't your first rodeo, you're invited to the Philomath Country Line Dance. Join fellow beginning to advanced dancers at Mary's River Grange in Philomath to unleash your inner cowboy. Experience DJ Luke Coomer's tunes as you meet new people and improve your coordination. The party begins on Friday, November 3rd from 7 to 10 p.m. and will continue monthly every first Friday. Concessions will be available and tickets run from $5 for adults to $4.18 and under. Yeehaw! Calling all musicians. I repeat, calling all musicians. Are you a musician? Do you want your music played on KBVR's airwaves? Well, so do we. Our station is always looking for new ways to support artists. And what better way than letting our listeners hear your voice? Contact the KBVR music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu get your music on the radio. You rock, so let's let everybody know it. Welcome back everyone to KBBR FM 88.7. Once again, 15 to 15 all tied up in this rivalry series matchup. The Beavers have been picking up as of late. The Ducks on the other hand, been slowing down a little bit. They shot five for five in their first five field goal attempts. Now they are one of their last eight. Which is exactly what you want to see if you're Oregon State. Your defense is clearly starting to find their rhythm, which is what you want to happen when playing against a bigger powerhouse proven school like U of O. And we'll see if U of O can retake the lead. They are going to get the ball back after that media timeout. Looking to get things going once again. 
Moving in close, Rigsby back out to Shellstad. Kuznard cutting inside down low. Diawara waiting. Some movement coming through. Kuznard, he's just going to take a two from the elbow. This one just short, picked up by Lake, back the other way. That was a very ill-timed pass, but I get why he was trying to take the shot. He was wide open, no coverage around him. Now Bilodeau looking to go to work. He's going to take a fadeaway, finds the finish with the right hand. Beautiful movement from Tyler. Bilodeau reclaims the lead. Great job to take momentum of this game and try to take the lead here. The Ducks trying to get it back now. Tracy over to Kuznard. He's going to let it fly for three. This one not going to fall. Bilodeau collecting the rebound. Beckway able to box out Diawara. And Lake retaking control, trying to get a little bit of space, maybe looking for that pick and roll of Beckway. Going to work against Diwara down low, takes the pass, 24 v 24. Diwara trying to put a stop to him, but a Beckway too strong, can't find the finish. Rebound almost collected by Lake, but loses control. Mm. That was incredible, incredible defense there by Sterling. Corner three from Shellstad, not able to let it drop. He's gonna get it right back in the corner. Up to Shellstad up front, trying to shake off Pope Tracy. Back to Shellstad playing off the screen, takes the three, this one off the back iron. Rebound picked up by Kuznard, gives it over to Tracy. This one gonna fall. You gotta give Oregon credit. Their offensive rebounds have been insane early. They are doing really well when they're under the paint and under the board. But you gotta also give credit to Oregon State how well they're playing defensively. Bilodeau has hit a ton of rebounds so far. Yeah, right now in the offensive rebound category, Oregon State only has one and Oregon sitting at seven. Now Jordan Pope. Setting back up against Shellstad. Trying to work through him. Shot clock winding down. Five seconds. Pope going to take it himself. Fade away two off the front of the rim. Collected by Oregon. Immediately picking up that pace. Tracy drives two steps. Finds the finish. No, this one drops away. Second chance opportunity is good from Kuznard. Another offensive rebound and another bucket for the Ducks. Good job there by Kuznard to finish off the drive and end it with the point. You got to give credit where or where credit is due, Oregon State, while playing good defense, can sometimes blow that and allow them to run rampant. Akano, he's going to fire one from three, not going to let it drop. Pope collecting the rebound immediately, looking for the drive, gives it over to Bilodeau, loses control. Diawara able to find the steal right back down court. Rigsby takes it himself, wants the floater, can't let it drop. Bilodeau, a quick rebound. Pope up court to Akano, two steps, finds the finish. No, not able to find the soft touch off the glass. A missed opportunity there. Missed a huge opportunity there. That could always come back and haunt you later. Shellstad drops two more on. The Ducks up by four. Pope stopping his dribble over to Bilodeau. He's going to take the wide open look on the three. No, another one missed. A Beckway collecting the rebound back over to Okano. He's got Lake to his left, Pope to his right. Resetting here. I do like how they're taking the longer shots when they get to the top of the paint. Now Okano, that one's going to be tapped out of bounds off of Rigsby as subs set to check in from either side. Looks like we're going to see Kerio Quendo getting his first minutes. Dante back on the floor as well. Seeing Kwame Evans Jr. hop back in. Only a four-point game, which is what you'd like to see when you're playing this opponent on the road or at home either way. This is a very tough matchup for either school because this could go either way. And so far, keeping it close like this still in the first half, it's looking really good for both teams. Seeing three substitutions as well for the Beavers. 
as now Pope gonna pull up for three. This one not gonna fall, seeing Retai back in, as well as seeing Mariel swap in, and Justin Rochelin getting his first minutes. A little bit of disagreement over a call there. It looked to be out of bounds off of the Ducks players, but it looks like it was stripped out by an Oregon State player. And on the replay, it does look like they were able to knock the strip out. That's a poor officiating call there. However, sometimes you just gotta let them play it out. And now the Ducks on a 6-0 run in the last two minutes trying to extend that to more. Aquendo snaps it across. And now this three being put up, not gonna fall, and a foul is called. Believe that one will be on Evans. Nice way to go up there and get your foul while still in the first. Oregon again still up 21 to 17. Beavers get it back, looking to try and cut down on this lead. They were able to have it. We've seen a good exchange, but right now it's just a game of runs at the moment. Oregon State, their O of their last six field goal attempts have not scored in about three and a half minutes. Need to find some way to break that up here. They really do, and they also need to start using the backboard. Again, like I said earlier, with that missed easy layup, that could come back and haunt you as this game goes on. Seeing Pope getting locked in the corner now, able to break free, retire, looking to create some space. Shot clock starting to wind down. Lake shakes off a defender, now fires it over to Pope. He takes the three. This one tipped forward. Ducks unable to collect another rebound. Looking to answer, Dante drives two steps. He wanted the pass out of the corner. It's going to be disrupted and sent back the other way. The Beavers looking to capitalize again. Pope slowing things down. And it looks like out of bounds call on Rochelin. Stepped out of bounds just a little bit there, and it will end up being a turnover. But that'll bring us to our final media timeout of the half. 7.22 left on the clock. Oregon State trailing the Ducks 17 to 21. We'll be right back. Did you know that Community Outreach Incorporated provides health services to thousands of people in the Lynn, Benton, and Lincoln counties? Last year, more than 200 volunteers, including doctors, nurses, pharmacists, dentists, and physical therapists treated over 2,000 uninsured or underinsured patients. COI also has a clinic for veterans who are unable to travel long distances for care or those who are scheduled more than 30 days out of an appointment at a VA medical center. For more information on how to access COI's health services, please call 541-758-3000, extension 110. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. UIT Media Hub is your one-stop shop for all of your printing and production needs. If you need a poster for a class or a presentation, we've got you covered with our large format printers. Making a video, taking photos, or doing a podcast for class? Check out our private studios for photo, video, and audio. Don't have a camera or the right mic? No problem. We check out all of the equipment you could need for your projects. 
Our team of digital media experts also offer production consulting in our studio spaces. Media Hub is located on the main floor of the Valley Library, and you can find more info about our services at beeves.es slash mediahub. Welcome back, everyone, to KBBR FM 88.7. Again, 7.22 left to go here in the first half. Oregon able to build a 21-17 lead. We've seen the leads being traded. It's gone back and forth, but right now Oregon State struggling to put buckets away and the Ducks having the exact opposite problem. The Ducks are running rampant, running up the score, while the Beavs have not had such a good streak of luck when it comes to adding points and helping their case. It's only a four-point game, however, so it's still not too out of reach yet for the Oregon State Beavers. Seeing James Cooper now in, getting his first time for the Ducks. Picks up a rebound here, gives it back out. Oquendo not taking the three shell stad in control now, looking for a drive, trying to play off that screen. Gives it back over to Kuznard, down low. Dante looking to go to work against Mariel Kuznard. Back into Dante, looking to go to work. He's in the paint, puts it up with the right. Will make this one go, extends the lead to six. Very easy layup there for Dante, using that size right under the board. It's given points sometimes for a guy of that size. Again, Oregon State have not scored in about five minutes of play. And now Akano pulls up from a deep three. Mm. Not a very high percentage shot to take there. A little bit risky just trying to let that one fly. And now Oregon going to have a chance to make it eight or nine. I get trying to take more points and find more rhythm. But sometimes you just got to start taking the small points to chip away at the lead. But Jackson Shellstad, of course, when you're up by six, why not take that three? He sinks one for the Ducks, puts away their first three of this game, makes it a nine-point gap immediately. Tinkle will call a timeout for the Beavers, just trying to really stop the bleeding here as Oregon State have not been able to get their offense going. It has been an 11-0 run in the last four minutes and 16 seconds. The Beavers have not been able to score at all. They're one of nine, 11% shooting. They're not really having the same rhythm. They had that one three-point shot near the beginning of the game, and you might think that that might get them a little excited, a little overconfident of their ability to shoot threes tonight. And not to mention they're also eight of 21 on free throws and, or excuse me, not free throws, but on the long shots. And that's not exactly what you'd like to see. And this game could easily start slipping away and it might soon be able to put this away early on for the buck. Yeah, 38% field goal shooting percentage now. Looking to try and cut away at that. We're seeing Bilodeau over to Ratai, trying to find a way through the defense, drives to the right side. He's not able to get this one up clean, but it will draw a foul at least and that one will be on Cooper if you can't put up the bucket at least get two shots from the line get a couple of attempts it's the only way you can really start getting back into this game hit some fouls get the easy points on the board so you can start chipping away at this league it's a start it's a start to get them back in this and that's Oregon State's first free throws of the game which seems absolutely crazy after 14 minutes of play We've seen the Ducks being very clean on those shooting fouls, have only had three, and none of them have been on those shots. As we're seeing Cooper being swapped out now, it will be Kwame Evans re-entering for the Ducks. And you're lucky that you also were able to hit these threes too, 
because then you can have stuff like this and chip away at the score and make it more manageable. Again, the Ducks really picking up the pace immediately back onto the offensive end. Aquendo on the right side, back up to Dante. Shellstad gonna take the handoff. Got Kuznard to his left, Aquendo to his right. Dante down low, gonna give it over to Kuznard, takes advantage of the open space, not gonna let this one fall, but another offensive rebound for the Ducks. That one picked up by Evans, and they get a reset again. About the Oregon State's best chance here defensively so far has been getting lucky with the Ducks missing shots. And Shellstad, an incredible pull-up three there, extends the lead to 10. And once again, we talked about these low percentage shots, but when you're up by this margin, you're gonna feel more free to take them. It's a little bit less pressure if you miss. And with the Ducks picking up as many offensive rebounds as they are, they have 10 offensive rebounds compared to the three from the Beavers. Why not go more and more? And now we will see a foul drawn. Jordan Pope tried to find his way through. He's able to draw a foul on Shellstat. It's a 10 point game, so when you're the Ducks that up, you would tend to take those more higher shots with a higher risk of missing. But when you're the Beavs, they're still trying to take those shots, which isn't exactly what you would ideally want to do when you're down this much early on. We're seeing Bilodeau getting swarmed here. Rochelin looking for some space. He's going to draw a foul as well. This one will be on Oquendo. We did see that substitution. Akano swapped out for Rochelin. He's getting some more time in, of course. Right now, Akano and Pope alike, both 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. Two pretty solid three-point shooters, not having a lot of success as of late. Pope usually shoots about 388 from three. We also see Akano shoot about 313, but right now, both players 0 for 3 might be looking to improve that set or take some of those low percentage shots. Pope takes a long two, gets his own rebound, goes up for another, finds the follow-up attempt will break within 10, but still 21 to 29. The Beavers need to find some sort of run. Shots like that can be confidence boosters, so hopefully this builds back his confidence to come back and start making great plays. Now we see Jordan Pope sizing up, and it will be a blocking foul on Evans. Had a lot of contact there with Pope, but Evans was not able to set his feet in time. And that will be the sixth team foul for Oregon. Ritsai going to inbound it. As we see Rigsby immediately swap in for Evans. Looking to, of course, relieve some of the pressure. Evans, that was his second personal, so just trying to keep him good for the rest of the game, not trying to foul out too early. Getting more rough, you never want to foul out early. That's actually, that in this type of scenario, you would never want to do that too early on. Pope lands a second field goal. There was about a six-minute run where the Beavers did not have any field goals. Then Pope goes back-to-back, -back, finds four points, brings Oregon State back within six. Still four minutes left to go. Bit of an open look for Tracy. Gives it over to Shellstad, lets another three fly. This one off the front of the rim, not going to fall. Rebound collected by Pope. Pass way down court. He was looking for Bilodeau, but it's intercepted, tapped away by Rigsby. And now we're going to see a foul. That's going to be called on Rochelin. Just made a little bit too much contact there with Jackson Shellstad. Love the aggression there by Pope. I really, really love the pass. He just hit him a little too short with the overhand. He was going for Bilodeau under the board. But again, when you're going 
wide open down the court, you take shots like that by throwing the long ball, giving your teammate the opportunity. However, Rigsby just got the extra hand on it to bat it away and pick it off for the Ducks. And we're starting to see the Beavers pick up a little bit of a pace now. They're shooting about 42% from the field. Oregon shooting about 43% from the field, but of course, one extra three being put up by the Ducks. That's gonna help out a little bit. Oregon State, as we mentioned, not been able to hit a lot of their shots as of late. They're two of their last 11 from the field. Really need to increase that percentage if they wanna take down a team like Oregon. They definitely need to start using under the board shots, stop trying to take so many far shots and trying to go from the top of the paint. Because when you attack that far, obviously you have a less percentage of making it. But when you're running the pick and run under the board, trying to get slower points and chipping away at the lead, it always counts. You never want to try to get too explosive when you're in a tight game. Taking those types of shots can usually end toward turnovers as we saw earlier. And Oregon State, they have to show a lot of resilience, not only in this game, but in their season, currently on a five-game losing streak. Usually pretty solid at home. They're 11-4 here at Gill Coliseum, but have just struggled as of late. Did get a nice win over Arizona earlier a couple of weeks ago, but not able to keep up that consistency moving forward dropped a couple games to UCLA, USC, even to Washington State, and Washington is not able to keep things going, looking to potentially turn the tide for their last few games of the season, only have five left after this, trying to get some momentum moving forward. And I believe that all those five are in division opponents. So you always want to finish, you know, this is the last season of the Pac-12. You never know what's going to happen next year in the division you fall in. You always want to make one last good run in your division when these type of scenarios with Pac-12 going away. So we can really hope that the Beavers can turn it around and end their season off strong. And it is only a six point game. Anything can happen in these type of games. If they keep hitting these fouls to get small points to help chip away at the lead, anything can happen here. Yeah, you want good memories. You exactly. Want, you want, yeah, no, you exactly. You want yeah. to end the season yeah. with good memories. You want to end the Pac-12 Pac with exactly. good memories yeah. as well. So taking a rivalry win here would be absolutely crazy. Of course, they are going to play the Ducks one more time. That'll be on February 28th down in Eugene. But of course, they want to pick up this win at home. Gill Coliseum absolutely packed. They want a big rivalry win in front of their home crowd. Down by six, still just under four minutes left to go in the half. Still plenty of time left in this game. Still plenty of time for either of these teams to really take control. You want to put it away with a happy ending. You know, this is your last. You do not know if you'll ever see these guys again in a while. And you want to make sure that you can send them away with a loss in your home stadium. It's the end of the Pac-12. Why not go with a bang in your Pac home stadium? Yeah, let your fans go home with something to write home about. And despite, you know, these guys, of course, being rivals, there's still a great bit of sportsmanship. As soon as we got to the tip, we saw Dante and Marielle kind of dap each other up, mm -hmm. give a little bit of appreciation for, of course, both centers mm -hmm. showing their love, love for each other, love for the game here in Oregon. And now moving back into it, 348 left to go here in the first half. Oregon going to reclaim possession again. The Beavers down by five. The Ducks a chance to extend that even further. Quendo with control now. A 3-2 zone coming through from the Beavers trying to really guard up close. But that leaves the open lane and it's going to be a foul 
on Mariel. Just got a little bit of a piece of Dante there on his arm. Good foul there by Mariel. You want to get in his face. You want to stick the hand up. Use that height to your advantage. That's why you were placed on him by your coach heading into the game, to use that to get great defensive hits there. Now we're seeing the junior Christian Wright on the floor as well for the Beavers as first free throw is good from Dante. You know, Dante shoots about 600 from the free throw line. Not the best percentage, but still solid enough to be able to put up those extra points when he's fouled. And he will only pick up one here. This one is going to be out of bounds on Tracy. So Oregon State will get possession back as we see substitution. Dante going to head to the bench to get some rest. Diawara back on the floor now for the Ducks. And you mentioned that Wright is a junior stepping in. This is a very young team. He's much of, he's much of an outlier with that age on them. So this is a very young team still trying to get their footing down. Even though they are at the 3-11 record in their division, it's still a young team, so you got to give them time to build those connections and develop more as the years go on. We're going to see Pope pull up for two more, not able to let it fall. But, yeah, a lot of talented sophomores on this Oregon State roster. Looking at Georgia, Jordan Pope, Michael Rattai, Tyler Bilodeau, all sophomores. As we're going to see a foul called on Oregon again. It looks like this one will be on Rigsby. Way to go and get your foul right there at a crucial time. Get the ball back in your hands. It really matters in the long run to have these breaks to stop the momentum, because sometimes when the momentum can swing via fouls, it really could go the long distance. Looks like that foul was actually on Kuznar, but that will put OSU in the bonus. So Marielle gonna get two free throws here, but again, that field goal percentage still not being where the Beavers wanna be. Two of their last 12 now just need to start hitting those shots, creating some opportunities need to find really some change to get through the Ducks defense because that's where they're being locked out of right now. The Ducks defensive scheming so far is really keeping them on the outside. They're playing really good inside the paint, under the board. They're stopping these Beavers runs that when they get with break free with the ball. Seemingly they're untouched, but right when they get under that that Ducks defense just comes flying in and bats the ball away. They're like right there with them. Dexter Acano is set to check back in for the Beavers. Tracy trying to create some space. Gives it back over to Rigsby. It snaps it over to Kuznard into the corner. Back to Tracy again. Looking for that opening potentially down low. Kuznard into the corner. He's going to take that long two. Looks like his foot. No. They're going to call it a three. From our perspective, it looked like his right foot was on the line, but they're going to call it a triple. It looked like his foot was on the line full on, and it looked like it should have been a two, but they give him the three, and Oregon walks away with another hat trick. Yeah, now up by eight, 2.15 left on the clock. Retai drives, stops his dribble back out to Bilodeau. Being guarded closely now, finds it over to Marielle. Shot clock one down. Marielle is just going to take a long two off both ends of the rim. Bilodeau can't collect the rebound. Oregon, another quick rebound, another quick turnaround. Tracy going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Wright. Drives in, looking for a way out, looking for a way to the basket now. Turns around, finds two more off the glass, and U of O again extends the lead to 10. What a way to break away from the Beavers' defense and get moving like that. Pope resetting, calling for some movement. Marielle up top. Pope looking to set a screen for her. Ty gets him open, way down low, and a huge block coming through. It's Tracy on the stuff, right back down the other way. A reverse attempt not being put away by Oquendo. 
Eventually the rebound collected by Pope, but a huge block from Tracy. And what a save by Pope. That could have been absolutely detrimental. Tracy hit a one in a million block. Beautiful defense there. And Pope was able to thankfully clutch up and stop the Ducks from walking away with more points. Timeout called by head coach Dana Altman of Oregon. They got possession back. All ones left here in the first half. Oregon up 34 to 24 over the Beavers. We'll be right back after a short break. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm the editor-in-chief of Damn Chic Magazine. And I'm Shia, and I'm the assistant editor of Damn Chic Magazine. And we're back with OSU's Fashion Talk. Let's get into it. Well, first we have Sharon striding to class in some classic gray sweatpants, wide frame glasses, and of course, an iced coffee. I love the look. Is that Eric? He's totally sporting basketball shorts and slides. That is Eric. Look at him go. What a classic and comfy pair. Whether you wear sweatpants or trousers to class, Damn Chic has a place for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all things style, follow us on your favorite social media, at Damn Chic Magazine. Stay chic. Welcome back, everyone, to KBBR-FM 88.7-111. Left here in the first half, Oregon State still trailing by 10. The Ducks, a chance to add on even more here. They're going to be looking to just find two or three more before this half ends, try and extend that lead as much as possible. And the Beavers, they're running out of chances to close out this gap. Now going to have to look towards the second half to really find a change. OSU has to stop them right here. If they walk away with any more points, any at all, your game is really going to fall out of reach. And Kuznard finds the reverse to add on two more, 36-24. to 24. The Ducks lead on a 7-0 run now in the last two minutes. Beavers 0 for 5 in their last five field goal attempts. 2 for 16 in their last 16 attempts. With time ticking down, you got to start being more aggressive and you got to start being faster. Maybe foul out a little more to stop the clock and gain some extra points. We saw a big mistake there as we saw a nice pass in close to Retai. Ended up going back to back with Jordan Pope potentially thought he was a defender and did not go up with the shot, then took an extra step and traveled, and he will immediately be swapped out after that play. Casey Abekwe back in now. Just sloppy mental errors like that can sometimes put games out of reach. Just a small, just a small, small, small error there mentally. You can't let it get you down, though. You have to keep playing aggressive. Just brush it off and move on to the next play. Shellstad lowering the clock to make this the final possession of the half and close the Ducks three seconds left to drive this one loses control Billado it's on the floor and the clock will wind down the Ducks just able to hold on building a big lead there we saw a very back and forth inside those first 10 minutes but as play moved on we saw Oregon State missing more and more of their shots that field goal percentage dropped we're sitting at about 50 now it's down to about 35 and now down 12 have to go through halftime work into the second half and try and find some way back you really what a way to silence the crowd if you're the University of Oregon coming in here packed house being able to come up and put them down by 12 great way to be the away team and come in and take essentially home away from home advantage in a very hostile environment like here in Gill Stadium as for the Beavers 
all I can really say is that you have to start being more aggressive under the board. I know that they've been taking a lot of shots from outside, trying to get the larger points, but sometimes you just got to accept that can't really take the huge points every time. Sometimes you can't really be that aggressive. Sometimes you just have to be safer, play what you know how to play under the board, and just hope that your defense can hold up and stop a team like the Ducks from running away with a game like this. So we're going to cut to a quick five-minute break. When we come back, we're going to do a little halftime show, a little review of the first half, what we're going to be looking to see in the second half, and then we'll cut to another break, get that second half underway in this rivalry series matchup. Once again, score going into the half, U of O 36, OSU 24. We'll be right back. Hey, Beavers, did you know you could be receiving over $200 a month in grocery money? The Basic Needs Center on campus assists students with grocery funding through the SNAP Federal Program. If you're a U.S. citizen and make less than $2,000 a month, you're likely eligible to apply. Contact the Basic Needs Center at 541-737-3747 to get connected to monthly grocery funding. Again, that's 541-737-3747. Is photography your passion or something that you like to do for fun? OMN is looking for photographers to help capture breaking news, cover sporting events, and tell the stories of the people here in the greater Corvallis community. Any photography skill level is accepted and welcomed. For more information on the photo team, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. That's orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. Walking back to your dorm or car at the end of the day? Beaver Buddies are here to help. Beaver Buddies is a nighttime safety escort service aiming to help you get around campus safer. It is now operational in the Corvallis campus from the hours of 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. during the year. To request a walk, just use the SafeRide app on your smartphone. A pair of Beaver Buddies will meet you where you are and get you to your destination. Stay safe, Beavs. Are you always the loudest one screaming Mr. Brightside at Research Stadium? Have Green Day and Weezer been at the top of your playlist since middle school? As a beat reporter covering OSU sports and forever a poser 90s kid, I, DJ Darkstar, have you covered with the latest insights on Oregon State Athletics and the oldest pop-punk jams on my weekly show, Sonic Tonic. Airing Tuesdays at 12 p.m. here on KBVR-FM, you won't want to miss this hour jam-packed with nostalgic tunes and captivating trivia. Get yourself a friend and tune in on 88.7 KBVR-FM. Tired of the 9-to-5 grind? Looking for a chance to brave the wilderness? The OSU Bird Nerds have you covered. Our weekly campus bird walks are sure to provide the adventure you've been looking for. Join us Mondays at 4.15 outside the National Archway to discover the breathtaking birds of the Pacific Northwest. For more information and events, find us on Instagram at OSU Bird Nerds. That was at OSU Bird Nerds. Stay nerdy, stay birdy. Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the public, or just something it's to photography say, or don't hesitate to get involved. Like. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions at oregonstate.edu.
Calling all planet protectors, earth defenders, and environmental guardians. Are you interested in promoting and learning about sustainability at OSU? Do you want to reduce your personal and communal waste? Join the Waste Watcher Sustainability Club, where like-minded students can connect and take action towards waste prevention on and off campus. We host volunteer opportunities, guest speakers, workshops, campus collaborations, and events like repair fairs. Join us Thursdays from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. in SEC 258 or on Zoom. Follow us on Instagram at OSU Waste Watchers or email osuwastewatchers at gmail.com to learn more. Ask questions, reduce your consumption, demand change, and stay sustainable, OSU. Welcome back, everyone, to the halftime show here at KBBR FM 88.7. Oregon lead Oregon State 36-24. to we saw a great back and forth early on, a lot of lead changes, but ultimately Oregon just able to pull away, now looking at the largest lead we've seen all night. They have really done a good job of being able to break away from the Beavers and put this game not fully out of reach. It's still a 12-point game. You still have time to always come back. However, it is going to be significantly harder now down by this down by double digits to come back and fully cement a just one in a million comeback with the way they've been playing so far defensively. Yeah, there's still plenty of time for Oregon State. They just really need to lock in, start knocking down those field goals. We've seen them do it early on. We know they can have that success, but they just haven't been able to find it as of late, a scoring drought in the last three minutes of that half. As we mentioned, two of their last 16 field goals over their last five just have not been able to find a lot of success there and Oregon on the other hand they're 7-0 on their last attempts they are moving through the Beavers right now and Oregon State need to find some way to really adapt in this rivalry series otherwise it's going to be really tough to get this one back. OSU's only 10-29 of of, on field goals not exactly what you'd like to see in this type of situation however there's still always a chance you could come back They've been getting the rebounds. They've been able to come up and make defensive stops occasionally. If they're able to come out with that second-half adjustment, come out and make a stronger second-half statement, more aggression, they might be able to walk away with a win here tonight. The only way they can do that, though, is by making sure that their matchups can hit and they can play stronger defense. Because so far, this Oregon Ducks team has been running rampant, just running up the score at will. They sometimes seem like they're not going to be able to hit as many points as you'd expect them to. And then they go down and just hit rebound, 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 and then just pull away with huge threes far and away have been outperforming offensively the Oregon State Beavers. Yeah, right now the biggest thing to look at is is that rebound category. The Oregon Ducks sitting at 26 rebounds at the end of that first half. Meanwhile, the Beavers only sitting at 14, and that creates a lot of second chance opportunities. The Ducks, 12 second chance points in that half. The Beavers only with four, not to mention points in the paint, another big difference. The Ducks have found a lot of success down low, whether that be going to Dante, turn spins, finds two off the glass, or they've had a lot of success looking for those drives. Shellstad, he's been doing well, getting in low, finding a couple layups in close, and the Ducks have 24 points in the paint, 24 of their 36, mind you, and Oregon State only 10. 
it's not exactly the ideal start when you're Oregon State, letting them get away with that many points. However, you just usually have to go in and have that second half adjustment, usually with your scheme, because the initial plan was to start Chol and put him on Dante in order to have that size matchup. So far, Dante is having a pretty solid game so far. He's been running away. I believe he's two of four on free throws attempts so far. He's had those fouls occasionally, hit the two rebounds. I do think that if they're maybe able to put him away in corners by having possibly double team scenarios or have Chol just get more aggressive, you can start to isolate their star key players. But if you're the Oregon Ducks, I would just say to come out and keep doing what you're doing. You're really having a great day offensively. You're just having your essential highway to a scoring route every time they get the ball in wide open field. The only way I could see the Oregon State Beavers turning this around at this point in time is by making that second half adjustment scheme-wise, possibly mixing up some matchups here and there, playing stronger defense under the board, and just allowing the Ducks to only take these harder shots in order to have a chance to come back into play. You know, Oregon currently with two players in double digits after that first half. Jackson Shellstad, he's got 11 points and no, no assists, no rebounds. He's just been their scorer so far. Dante following him with 10. He's got two rebounds. I mean, you got to give props to the Beavers. They've been able to minimize Dante's rebounds, but then stepping up, of course, is the rest of the team. Kuznard being the main player to look at. He's hunting for a double-double early. He's sitting at seven points, eight rebounds in that first half, being that rebound leader. Rigsby also picking up four rebounds, seeing Evans Jr. with four, Tracy with four, so a solid spread of rebounds. But Kuznard, of course, leading with those eight. Tracy been doing well kind of in that support department. He's got four rebounds, but also picking up four assists, being able to find that open man create those opportunities for Oregon to score even more. And that's how they've been really doing their best work with those rebounds. As you said before, 26 so far in the first half. That's in a very, very impressive showing. They're getting their big men under the board to land those rebounds, bring it away from Oregon State, end their offensive drives with underwhelming results. The best way to win games sometimes, I know it's more of a football term, but defense can win your championships. And when you hit 26 rebounds in the first half, it shows in the scoreboard being down by 12. And when you're Oregon State, you gotta stop giving them those opportunities by making so many passes when you're under the board. If you have a shot, I would recommend you take it rather than trying to break away and take those longer points. But if you're Oregon, so far, it's been just being able to get Oregon State in uncomfortable situations. You're having them come out and you're having them play better. This is exactly what you want them to be in a home field like this when you're on the road in a hostile environment, coming out, playing really well, having great team chemistry. So far, I'd say that Oregon has played this game as best as their ability, even if the score doesn't reveal it, having only 12-point game so far. But they've been definitely outscoring them, outplaying them, and the stat sheet does tell a completely different story from the scoreboard. Yeah, I think, as we mentioned, the rebounds really being that key. Oregon usually average about 34 to 35 rebounds per game. Now they're on pace to hit 52 if they're able to match that first half stat. So we'll see if they're able to keep that up. But we are going to cut to another break. We're going to be gone for about four minutes. When we come back, we're going to have the second half of this rivalry series matchup. Once again, Oregon 36, Oregon State 24. We'll be back in a bit. 
Have you ever wanted to share your taste in music with the world, produce your very own podcasts, or learn the wonders of audio? All these and more can be found right here with the award-winning, 58 years and running college radio station KBVR. We'll give you the training on everything you need to know about working in our radio booth and going on the air. No prior experience required. If you would like to get involved, please contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu. Hey Beavers, Oregon Contraceptive Care, C-Care for short, is a program funded through a grant from Centers for Medicaid Services and the Oregon Department of Human Services. This program allows SHS to provide free reproductive health care and contraception to OSU students that meet a certain income criteria. If you're a current fee-paying student at OSU, you may be entitled. Students can sign up for C-Care by calling SHS at 541-737-9140. That's 541-737-9140. Are you always the loudest one screaming Mr. Brightside at Reeser Stadium? Have Green Day and Weezer been at the top of your playlist since middle school? As a beat reporter covering OSU sports and forever opposer 90s kid, I, DJ Darkstar, have you covered with the latest insights on Oregon State Athletics and the oldest pop-punk jams on my weekly show, Sonic Tonic. Airing Tuesdays at 12 p.m. here on KBVR-FM, you won't want to miss this hour jam-packed with nostalgic tunes and captivating trivia. Get yourself a friend and tune in on 88.7 KBVR-FM. Have you encountered an issue on campus but you're not quite sure how to resolve it? Maybe you've been accused of a student conduct violation or have a concern about a grade. The ASOSU Office of Advocacy is here to support students and help you navigate whatever challenges come your way. We work with students from their first term on campus to the final year of a PhD and everything in between. We're located in Student Experience Center 228. Feel free to stop by between 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, or check out our website by searching for Office of Advocacy, Oregon State. In everything we do, the Office of Advocacy is here for you. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Tired of the 9 to 5 grind? Looking for a chance to brave the wilderness? The OSU Bird Nerds have you covered. Our weekly campus bird walks are sure to provide the adventure you've been looking for. Join us Mondays at 4.15 outside the Nash Hall Archway to discover the breathtaking birds of the Pacific Northwest. For more information and events, find us on Instagram at OSU Bird Nerds. That was at OSU Bird Nerds. Stay nerdy, stay birdy. Welcome back, everyone, to KBVR-FM 88.7. We are getting set to go once again here in the legendary Gill Coliseum. Oregon State versus Oregon, the rivalry series matchup continues as we mentioned in the halftime show ducks up by 12 at the half looking to continue that pace and oregon state had a lot of a lot of trouble shutting them down in those last kind of five ten minutes of play now looking to turn the tide here moving into the second half and you have to come out with that second half adjustment to really make sure that this game does not get out of hand you're only down by 12 anything can happen but you have to make sure that you can clean up your game and play better defense in the second half. And we'll see if the Beavers are gonna be able to do so, just need to start hitting more and more of those shots. We saw that accuracy kind of draining as the game went on, as we got moved closer and closer to halftime. So we'll see if they're able to kind of flip that switch 
moving forward, but the Ducks, of course, building that 12-point lead, looking to hold on to this gap, potentially add on even more. Only 10 of 29 on shooting so far this game. You'd really hope that they're able to turn that up as the game goes on, make sure to walk away with bigger points. And it's gonna really have to come down to these guys being able to pull together and break away from this Oregon defense, which has so far been having them really going good so far this game. We're seeing the starters return from both sides, getting things going again. It's gonna be Oregon State ball to get things underway here in the second half. Pope over to Michael Ritzai. Back up front to Tyler Bilodeau. Dexter Kano looking to get open, being guarded very closely by Jadrian Tracy. Bilodeau back out to Pope, looking to go to work against Shellstad, and that's gonna be a foul called. It looks like some contact there between Bilodeau, and he is going to have the foul. The crowd very, very disagreeing with that call, but it's gonna be called a shove on Bilodeau. Made a little bit of contact there with Kuznard. Don't think it was enough contact to knock him down. Might be a bit of a flop there on Kuznard. However, nonetheless, they're able to get the foul. And as you heard, as you stated before, crowd's not really feeling this one. And yeah, that is going to bring us to a review timeout as the officials are going to look at this play, see if the foul will stand. Bildo that would mark his second personal of the night, if I'm not mistaken, looking to stay clean. We'll see it on the replay. There does look to be a little bit of a shove. Didn't get much behind him. Might have been a slight flop there from Kuznard. Are gonna watch it a couple more times. The crowd very much in disagreement <laughs> with that call. He gets him a little bit with the elbow, but not enough to take him off his feet and land him on his back. Uh, it's gonna be a, a not really a tough call, but at the same time, you don't want you want to let them play it out. It's gonna definitely have to come down to the officiating crew here if they're gonna let him play it out, call it a flop. But from the replay, it uh, it doesn't it does look like it does look like Shellstead's putting on a bit of a show. It's it's tough to tell, especially from the camera angle that we were seeing on the big screen. But the official is gonna take a closer look trying to delegate, come up with a call. Of course, not going to have too much of an effect here early. That would just, of course, be the first team foul of the half, not imposing too much of a barrier for Oregon State. But, of course, you do not want a player like Tyler Bilodeau to gather up those fouls, especially late here. Want to keep him in greatest condition as possible. Do not want him worrying about fouling out as he's one of the top scorers for OSU. Exactly, losing a key place like, losing a key piece like that this late in games can definitely be the margin for win or go home. And it looks like the foul will stand and it looks like they're actually gonna call it an intentional foul mm. on Tyler Bilodeau. So Kuznard gonna get two free throws here. He misses the first. <laughs> the crowd absolutely yeah. loving it after their disagreement with that call. The student section getting loud here at Gill Coliseum. Second free throw up. This one is good. And the Ducks will extend the lead to 13 and get possession back. Really questionable foul there. I get with the elbow to the face, you could see it as intentional because he does take him to the jaw. However, again, it is not enough to knock him off his feet to the ground. Really do think that is a bit of a showmanship award there for Kuznard. However, a foul is a foul and the game keeps going. And the Ducks 
Looking to take advantage here, potentially extend even more. Good steal there from Ratai, able to intercept the pass. Kuznard was the intended target in the corner. Michael Ratai setting things back up, getting guarded very closely by Kuznard. Gets it back out to Pope. Got a Kano to his left, will give it over to him. Bilodo trying to gain some space here. Kano finds a little bit of lane, stops for two, finds the lob, and Oregon State find their first points of the half. Great layup there. You really love to see it, getting the points now. They start to come back into this game. You can't immediately count them out. Taking those small shots like that, that's how you come back in games like these. The Ducks trying to add on two more themselves. Kuznard open look in the corner, not able to let it drop another rebound for a tie, loses control of this one. However, Shellstad right back the other way, has the open lane, and that is gonna be a goaltending foul on Joel Mariel. It was a good call there by the official, of course. Mariel, that seven foot two stature, just able to get that one, swipe it away from falling in. It, it does give him an unfair advantage there. It does give him a great advantage. So overall, great defensive play there. However, it still calls the foul. Yeah, and those two points will count. So the Ducks at 39, Beavers at 26. Again, just trying to find their way back in their offense, really being locked out here. Kano looking for another way through. Marial free for three, able to draw in one defender, has to lob this one on target, ran out of options for the pass. Rebound collected by the Ducks, heading right back the other way, Kuznard. Gives it over to Evans, spin move, running out of room, tries to find the finish with the right hand, can't quite do so. Pope looking to heat things back up, trying early, drive past Kuznard, gets cut short and will have to reset, tries to give it over to Bilodeau, and it's gonna be a foul called on Evans. I might have got a little bit of a shove there and a reach in, trying to get Bilodeau out of the way. He got a little handsy, tried to stick his hand in there to, to force the ball away, gotta give credit where credit is due. He did have a good defensive stop there, however, Ah, I think they could have done a better call there, calling the foul maybe. However, nonetheless, it does hold points that could have come from that. That's Evans' third personal of the night, so he will swap out. Rigsby going to take his place. The Ducks, again, looking to have that airtight defense. Pope running out of room, fade away too. This one's good. Able to put that one away again. Trying to get things started up. Jordan Pope has been one of those key players all season long. Of course, being that point leader, averages about 17 a game, now sitting at eight, looking to really heat up late here. Slowly starting this momentum back by doing small plays like that in order to get points on the board. And we saw a good defensive effort there from Jordan Pope, who was guarding very closely to Jackson Shellstad and is able to force a timeout out of the Ducks, so 17-30 left to go here in the second half. The Ducks at 39, the Beavers still trail at 28. We're gonna cut to a quick break. We'll be back after this timeout. Calling all musicians, I repeat, calling all musicians. Are you a musician? Do you want your music played on KBVR's airwaves? Well, so do we. Our station is always looking for new ways to support artists. And what better way than letting our listeners hear your voice? Contact the KBVR Music Director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to get your music on the radio. You rock, so let's let everybody know it. 
calling all planet protectors, earth defenders, and environmental guardians. Are you interested in promoting and learning about sustainability at OSU? Do you want to reduce your personal and communal waste? Join the Waste Watcher Sustainability Club, where like-minded students can connect and take action towards waste prevention on and off campus. We host volunteer opportunities, guest speakers, workshops, campus collaborations, and events like repair fairs. Join us Thursdays from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. in SEC 258 or on Zoom. Follow us on Instagram at OSU Waste Watchers or email osuwastewatchers at gmail.com to learn more. Ask questions, reduce your consumption, demand change, and stay sustainable, OSU. 欢迎来听KBVR可Valley,八十八点七音乐电台。你会不会对播放或者拍戏有兴趣? Welcome back, everyone, to KBVR FM 88.7. Still plenty of time left to go here in the second half of this rivalry series matchup. The Beavers trail the Ducks 28-39. to Saw a couple of shots being put away, looking towards Jordan Pope on that success. But right now, Oregon again, their defense just looking to be an absolute brick wall. And the Beavers having a lot of trouble finding their way through. So far, the Oregon defense has picked up right where they left off at the beginning of the half, playing good defense under the board. However, Oregon State has slowly been able to break down the score, having that great three by Pope. So you can only hope that it keeps going from here. They're down by 11, and the Ducks going to reclaim possession. Kuznard over to Tracy, back to Kuznard, finds an open lane, wants the alley-oop to Dante, wasn't quite ready for it, and therefore not able to secure it. Rebound collected by Marielle, and the Beavers heading back the other way. Pope playing off the screen, maybe wanting that pick and roll opportunity, gonna have to turn it right back out to Bilodeau. Marielle again looking to go to work against Dante. Bilodeau finds some space, gonna get it over the hand of Dante and connects with the finish. Great pass by Bilodeau to his teammate in order to make the layup and have an easy score there. Oregon trying to get it right back. Want that double-digit deficit back in effect. Shellstad slowing things down, signaling for some movement from Rigsby. Tracy going to take the pass on his right, trying to shake off Michael Retai, seeing that 3-2 zone still stand. Retai, a little bit of a tip away here on that. A little bit of a missed pass. It's going to give Oregon State the ball right back. Akano trying to gather a bit of range here. Might looking to see him fire another three. Retai getting swarmed here, and that one going to be tapped away. Was swarmed by Dante and Shellstad. Tracy shot it a little low. He really came at that pass a little low. It allowed Retaj to come in and get the block in order to be recovered by Oregon State. Just, you gotta hit those passes a little higher. Sometimes don't go too underhand, and it could end up with turnovers like that if you get too cocky with it. Kano taking the inbound pass, looking for a drive here. Fade away two, this one just off the back iron. Marielle swaps it back down, gets it over to Poe. He puts it up with the right, not able to find the finish. Marielle struggling to try and find the rebound. It will be collected by Dante. Shellstad looking to pick up the pace again into the corner to Rigsby. Shellstad going to balance things out here. We do, do see a Quendo. He swapped in for Tracy after that last play. Kuznard 
in control at the top of the arc, looking to play off the screen from Rigsby. Defenders change. Gets his one in close to Dante, a massive slam from Dante again. Getting the pass in the paint, a quick spoon move past Marielle, and another quick jam. You let him run too free. You let Dante go one-on-one -on -one in coverage and break away way too easily. That's poor defense by Oregon State. And we see immediately after that play, Wayne Tinkle brings up Casey Abekwe to swap in for Marielle. So next stoppage of play, we're going to see those two players most likely switch. Shellstad looking for a quick drive, shakes off Pope to pulls up for two. Sinks two more, and now the Ducks up by 13. They're having way too easy lanes to break free from. You, as you saw there, Shellstad just completely wide open, no one around him. Practically proud to stand still, get his feet set, and then shoot. Pope over to Marielle. Now to Econo, looking to break free. Going against Rigsby, runs out of room. Over to Pope, he's going to take the three from the left side. This one not going to fall through. Okano gives it right back to Pope off the rebound. Fires again, not going to fall. Retai collects the rebound. He's going to go up himself, picks up two. And the Beavers back within 11. Good job by Retaj there to not give up on the play. Still trying to get your hands on the ball. That is exactly what the type of aggressive you, you want to see this late in games. There's a two and a half minute scoring drought there for the Beavers ended by Michael Retai. You can see Shellstad slowing things down on the offensive end. Just allowing time to go by a little bit. Of course, the more time ticks off the clock, the better it's going to be for the Ducks. As we see a drive, this one off the glass. Dante follow-up is good. Another second chance point for Dante. And the Ducks again up by 13, 45 to 32. And the Beavers just cannot bring themselves back. With this lead, like you said, they just want to keep the ball in their hands, kill the clock, try the best to add points, to keep the lead ahead of time. It's just not really looking good for Oregon State right now to pull off a comeback. They're going to still try to keep in this game. as It's still a manageable game. However, they really got to start making these shots. They need to find some sort of run here as Jordan Pope ran out of room down low. It was a good pick and roll opportunity between him and Retai, but that will bring us to a media timeout. 13 to 34 left to go here in the second half. Oregon continue to be up 45 to 32. Oregon State still trailing, struggling to look for a way back. We're gonna cut to a quick break. We'll be back after this media timeout. UIT Media Hub is your one-stop shop for all of your printing and production needs. If you need a poster for a class or a presentation, we've got you covered with our large format printers. Making a video, taking photos, or doing a podcast for class? Check out our private studios for photo, video, and audio. Don't have a camera or the right mic? No problem. We check out all of the equipment you could need for your projects. Our team of digital media experts also offer production consulting in our studio spaces. Media Hub is located on the main floor of the Valley Library, and you can find more info about our services at beeves.es slash mediahub. Is photography your passion or something that you like to do for fun? OMN is looking for photographers to help capture breaking news, cover sporting events, and tell the stories of the people here in the greater Corvallis community. Any photography skill level is accepted and welcomed. For more information on the photo team, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. That's orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. Calling all musicians. I repeat, calling all musicians. Are you a musician? Do you want your music played on KBVR's airwaves? Well, so do we. 
Our station is always looking for new ways to support artists. And what better way than letting our listeners hear your voice? Contact the KBVR Music Director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to get your music on the radio. You rock, so let's let everybody know it. Calling all line dancers. Whether you're new to the range or it ain't your first rodeo, you're invited to the Philomath Country Line Dance. Join fellow beginning to advanced dancers at Mary's River Grange in Philomath to unleash your inner cowboy. Experience DJ Luke Coomer's tunes as you meet new people and improve your coordination. The party begins on Friday, November 3rd from 7 to 10 p.m. and will continue monthly every first Friday. Concessions will be available and tickets run from $5 for adults to $4.18 and under. Yeehaw! Welcome back, everyone, to KBVR-FM 88.7. The Beavers going to get the ball back on the offensive baseline. Pope plays this one off of the hand of Tracy Beckway now in the game for Marielle. Pope fires for three at the buzzer. And it will be a shot clock violation, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no. We're going to see a foul on Cario Aquendo. And the Beavers are going to get the ball back again on the baseline. That was a good foul there. Uh, I do not think that the Beavers were, or excuse me, I do not think the Ducks were expecting that at all, judging by the reactions on the court. So good play there by Oregon State. Again, the Beavers trailing by 13 here, looking for some sort of success. The inbound pass being swatted out of bounds by Tracy. And they were looking to go right back to Pope from beyond the arc, trying to potentially fire another quick three. Pope right now, he's 0 for 7 from beyond the arc. He's been letting him fly, has not found a lot of success. Currently, Oregon State, they're 1 for 13 in their three attempts, shooting less than 8%, which is not what you want to see if you're an OSU fan. Absolutely need to change that up. Only being one of 13, like you said, is not exactly where you want to be, ideally in a game down like this. Ritsai back in control, looking to get past Aquendo, looking for Bilodeau. No, gives it over to a Beckway, back out to Akano. Shot clock winding down, five seconds. Akano drives, running out of room, getting swarmed by the defense, gets it over to a Beckway, and a huge block comes through. Dante picks up another. That's his second block of the night, and a huge one at that. Great way to reach his hand up there and absolutely knock the ball out of Akano's hand. That was just absolutely stellar defense by Dante. Yeah, Kano got the nice pass over to a Beckway while he was under pressure, but what can you do when Dante's up there for the stop? And the Ducks now another chance to extend their lead. This one will fall out of bounds. Tracy not able to hold on to his dribble. Oregon State going to get it back. About 12 and a half minutes left to go in this half. Beavers still trailing by 13. We will see a substitution. Mohamedou Diawara back in place of Dante. Now we're also seeing Jackson Shellstad swap back in in place of Kuznard. Just exchanging those players, each getting a bit of rest, trying to divvy out that time, keep all their best players ready, have enough stamina to kind of push through the final 12 minutes of this game. Absolutely. You don't want to tire them out too bad in case a comeback can be possible. So always keeping these sub-ins and having these substitutions late in games like this. It's necessary to win games if you're able to pull off a comeback. And now a huge dunk attempt coming through from Dexter Acano. Went up with the full intent to throw that one down. Is going to be a foul. 
by Jadrian Tracy. It was able to shut down that dunk. It would have been a huge momentum shift if he was able to throw it down. It's a great drive from Akano past Rigsby, but the foul drawn, and he'll get two shots from the line. That's another incredible block by Tracy, who comes flying in yet again, sticks his hand out all the way, uses that wingspan, and just absolutely knocks the ball out of Akano's hand when he was hitting it, and he rims that dunk really hard. Oregon State still one of eight in their last eight field goal attempts, still really struggling with that efficiency. But both free throws being put away by Akano, getting at least two points back, just doing anything to try and chip away at this lead now. Full press coming through for Oregon State. The Ducks able to break through midcourt. Now a drive, Shellstad loses control, is able to get that one out to Rigsby. Crowd wanted to travel there. It looks to be clean. Rigsby looking to find a way past Pope, trying to shake him off, running out of room. Over to Tracy, shot clock winding down. Five seconds left, Tracy spins, looks for a way out, gives it over to Oquendo, fires a long three, not gonna fall, rebound collected by Bilodeau. Great way by Oregon State to come up big there with their defensive stop and hold the Ducks from landing some points before the shot clock expires. Pope stopping his dribble here with Tsai, taking it from beyond the arc. Did see a pick and roll attempt there between Pope and Ibekwe. Bilodeau back into retire, able to get himself some room, puts up a quick jumper and puts it away. Two more for Oregon State, now back within 10. This is exactly what you need to start seeing. Oregon not scoring in the last two and a half minutes. Need to keep that defense airtight and keep that offense putting away those shots. That is exactly what you need to see. Just stronger defense, having these rotations come in. Make sure you rest some of your better guys like Chol on the sideline now with the substitution. Make sure you can come in late and be able to be 100% to make this comeback full. Rigsby for three off the back iron. Rebound going to be collected by Oregon State. Abekway able to pick it up. That's his fourth rebound of the night. Econo for three, no good. Tracy finds the rebound for Oregon. Right back the other way. Will set back up. Shellstad just going to take a long three here. Not going to fall through, but rebound immediately collected. He gets it right back from Aquendo. Runs out of room, gives it out to Tracy for three. This one no good as well, seeing the Ducks now trying to fire from range, not having any success. And the Ducks could be feeling pressure right now. They could see that now it's a 10-point game, and they're now going to take those long shots that could get out of hand. Poe fired another jumper, a long two, in and out, not able to get it to fall. Now about a four-minute scoring drought for the Ducks. Looking to put a stop to it again. Shellstad stalling out here near the logo. More than willing to let time tick down, as we mentioned before. Trying to find a way past her tie, trying to play off that screen. Stops his dribble, gives it back over to Rigsby up top. Diawara sets the screen. Rigsby fires again for three. Shot clock going to wind down. Rebound collected by Retai. Pope in control, immediately looking for a little bit of space, keeps this one just inbounds to Okano, over to Bilodeau, fires for three, back on the other side, this one not gonna fall through, hit almost every angle possible, off the rim, doesn't drop, two very close buckets just being missed by the Beavers. And that could have been the instant momentum shift, hitting three like that, making it a smaller game in the difference, that is just an absolute soul crusher there, and hopefully they can keep that confidence going because he shot the three wide open and I think that the Ducks are now playing more softer coverage but either way that was a phenomenal play by Bilodeau and only a win in. And we did see 
head coach Wayne Tingle have some words with Dexter O'Connell, maybe trying to hype him up, give him some encouragement, moving in to the final 10 minutes. We do have immediate timeout on the floor. Oregon 45, Oregon State 36. We'll be right back. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Welcome back everyone to KBBR FM 88.7. Momentum slightly shifting here, Nicholas, as right now the Ducks offense starting to go quiet. 0 for 5 in their last five field goals attempts, not been able to score in the last four and a half minutes. Do you think this is the key for Oregon State turning the tide? Absolutely, the momentum shift. As we said beforehand, that second half adjustment, coming in with the momentum, making that scheme change and so far it's been working out really good the Ducks as you said it's been a minute since they've been able to put some points up on the board and the Beavers on the other hand have been really trying everything they've been shooting from far they've been shooting from under the board and so far it's been working out in their favor and they've been able to cut this lead down from that huge 12 point deficit they came into from the half yeah now only down by nine still looking for more of that success moving forward, really just trying to start hitting more and more of those shots from range. We've seen Jordan Pope not being coy about taking those threes again. He's still 0 for 7, has yet to put one away. Dexter Connell being another player to look at. He's 0 for 4. Bilodeau, he's even thrown up a couple. He's 0 for 2. Ratai, he's 0 for 1. So those players on the floor, none being able to put away a three, yet the only player to find one was ironically Joel Mariel, who sank his first, th uh, excuse me, his fourth three of the season. Which is a pretty impressive stat line, and what a way to do it in an important game like this. Now we are seeing Dexter Cano off the floor being replaced by Josiah Lake the second. And now a quick inbound pass. Dante down low trying to get past the Beckway, running out of room. This one off the hands of Shellstad comes away back with the Ducks. Tracy stops at the elbow back over to Shellstad into the corner now. Quick move from Evans in close. This one just going to be lobbed up. Tracy, he received the pass in, in the paint backwards to the hoop. He just threw it over his head trying to somehow Man. find a bucket before the shot clock went down not able to find it just a prayer ball just really hoping that it just like it decides to go in the rim I mean if, when the shot clock's expiring like that you might as well take a shot like that now Pope looking for some room again gives it over to Bilodeau a Beckway still trying to work down low Shellstad and Pope we've been looking to see that 1v1 all game long Bilodeau gonna try and find the finish with the right hand this one's gonna fall through nice quick little floater from Tyler Bilodeau brings the Beavers back within seven it's almost been a full six minutes. We're at five and a half minutes since the Ducks have been able to find points on the board, which is pretty shocking when beforehand they were just having their way with the scoreboard. Yeah, they've been getting locked out 
of a lot of attempts. They're still shooting about 42% from the field. Dante looking to go to work against a Beckway, really trying to power through. And now a shooting foul going to be called in the end one drawn. And we're going to see Dante head to the free throw line to try and make it a three-point turn. That was a very, very good effort by Dante to stay with a with Akano right on top of him like that, getting him to get those points out. What an incredible effort by him to stay with him and not give up on the play. Yeah, Ibekwe, he did have his arms straight up in the play, but unfortunately just slightly arced over and Dante did hit his arm while going up. He sinks the free throw as well, so immediately turns things back around, back to a 10-point deficit. Oregon 48, Oregon State 38, the Beavers still trying to find their way back again. One of the slowest offensive games we've seen from Oregon State, as now we're gonna see a turnover here. It's gonna be a foul on Ratai, and a timeout gonna be called by Oregon State. Again, that double-digit deficit back in effect. The Beavers struggling to find that consistency. It looked like they were really finding their way back, but then see a couple mistakes and immediately the Ducks back in control. You gotta give them credit, man. They were really able to come back. They were almost able to break away with this game. They did a fantastic job of having the momentum switch. It's just sometimes stuff like that happens. And again, incredible play by Dante to give the Ducks some extra life, break the near six minute scoring drought. Now it just comes down to being able to hopefully get your starters off the bench, back in the game, and give them more time to come back and hopefully pull off this now 10-point deficit and pull around with a comeback win. Yeah, eight minutes still left to go between both these teams, Oregon State. They need to start hit, finding that consistency. They need to hit their stride before it's too late. Shooting just under 35% on the field, Oregon as we said, about shooting about 43%, just able to have a little bit more success. They've only put up one more three, so can't be looking towards that. But the rebound, still another big category you gotta look towards right now. The Ducks at 35 rebounds, the Beavers only with 24. They're hitting them. Every time those balls come around toward them, they're able to instantly get under, collect them, and make plays out of it. 35 rebounds is pretty impressive so far. And if we're gonna be completely serious here, if Oregon State truly wants to come back, they also need to start copying what Oregon is doing by getting more aggressive under the board. We're letting, they're letting guys like Dante just have complete control of the ball and under the paint like that, being able to grab easy rebounds. And it's just gonna have to come down to them being able to pull through and make better defensive stops tonight. I mean, and Folly Dante, we talked about him at the beginning of the game. The last time these two teams faced off last season was that lead score, 16 points, 18 rebounds, an incredible double-double, posting similar numbers in points. He's at 17 points right now, not as many rebounds. He's only sitting at five, but that's still five rebounds. That's still 17 points. He's shooting seven for 10 from the field, three for five from the free throw line, still working very efficiently in arms with Jackson Shellstad as well, who's seven for 11 from the field with 15 points. That duo been really tough to stop. Kuznard, as you mentioned, he's still on the hunt for a double-double, eight points, eight rebounds, still could get there with eight minutes left. And you gotta give it up to the coaching staff to at least try to make that adjustment by putting Mbekwi on the bench and putting Morelio in the game in order to go up against Dante to have that size matchup. And we're seeing play resume here. Marielle back on the floor now to try and 
pick up that defensive back way. Gonna get a little bit more time on the bench. Again, seeing the Ducks just have a lot of ball moving outside. Dante looking to find a way past, but it's gonna be Pope who pokes that one away. It's gonna be collected by Lake, storming down the court, looking for a lane. He stops short, stops his dribble, running out of room here, and it's gonna be Kuznard drawing a foul, tapping that one away. That's gonna be his second personal of the night. Ah, it's again, another rough call, but you gotta give it to him. Way to way to come out and get the foul. You could see that Bilodeau was calling for Lake's attention to have the pass. He was one-on-one -on -one with, I believe, Tracy, so you gotta give credit where credit is due, that he was trying to get attention from him to himself to get the pass off, but it was just a matter of the fact that he was turned around and Lake was not able to see him call for the pass. Christian Wright gonna re-enter for Jordan Pope. Pope, of course, putting up 31 minutes already in this game, has had so much time trying to find that effort. Him and Tyler Bilodeau setting at a combined hour long in this game. Those two players, of course, really trying to hold this team together, trying to find more and more of those points. Currently, Wright only sitting at four minutes, so he's still fresh off the bench, looking to get more of those times, looking to get more of those opportunities. Lake now in control for the Beavers, running out of room. The Ducks defense just so suffocating from down low. That one almost stripped away by Shellstad. Shot clock winding down it, and Ratai just had to throw one up, tried to find some sort of bank, couldn't get it to drop. You can't knock them for that. They're, they need to get points now. They need to score quicker. You gotta give them credit for taking that shot. Evans gives this one and back out to Kuznard. And he's going to slow things down again. 6.40 left to go in this second and final half. And Oregon in complete control. Kuznard, the alley-oop to Dante. Not going to find it, but he is going to be able to draw a foul. Looks like that one was on Mariel. Dante almost had an incredible slam dunk right there, but just barely able to get his hand in there to bat the pass away. We've already seen Dante with three dunks in this game. He wanted another there. Most of his dunks come from getting a quick pass in the paint, spinning past Mariel, and then just finding a quick two-handed slam. But there, he wanted a full-on alley-oop from Kuznard. He will be able to sink the first free throw. Substitutions coming through. We're going to see Akano and Pope re-enter Bilodeau going to get some rest now. He's sitting at 8.6 rebounds and three assists, has been doing quite a bit of work all over for this team and they're going to be looking to have him get a little bit of rest potentially get him back for the final five minutes. Bilodeau was in for a, quite a while. He was in for a long time. Comparing that to Oregon's lineup, Bilodeau would have probably fit right in because there's about four guys at least on their starting five who have at least 23 plus minutes in their starting rotation. Now the Ducks getting the best case scenario off that second free throw. It skipped right off the front of the rim. They collect the rebound. They're able to take off so much more time and find two more. A floater from the elbow put away by Kuznard. And Oregon starting to pull away time and time again. Timeout is going to be called by the Beavers. Six minutes left to go. Oregon back up by 13 as we mentioned every time the beavers start to kind of find their way back they just seem to let off the gas and the ducks again pull ahead like you said they really do let off the gas they play aggressive and then they kind of lean back and allow the ducks to break away you can only hope that they can get more aggressive as time goes on and keep their foot on the pedal just keep going getting more aggressive taking those dangerous shots and hoping that the ducks just start making mental errors 
And I know that crazier things have happened, but with the way both teams are playing, unless a mental change can be made, the Ducks now have a 50 game, and they could easily put this away in the coming minutes. Again, six minutes left to go here in this rivalry series matchup. Oregon 51, Oregon State 38. We're gonna cut to a quick break, and we'll be right back with the final six minutes. Walking back to your dorm or car at the end of the day? Beaver Buddies are here to help. Beaver Buddies is a nighttime safety escort service aiming to help you get around campus safer. It is now operational in the Corvallis campus from the hours of 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. during the year. To request a walk, just use the SafeRide app on your smartphone. A pair of Beaver Buddies will meet you where you are and get you to your destination. Stay safe, Beavs. Welcome back everyone to KBBR FM 88.7 again. Six minutes left to go here in the second and final half of this rivalry series game. The Ducks still up by 13, looking to close this one out. And right now the Beavers looking for a miracle. You really do have to in this type of game right now. They're almost pushing a 20 point lead, which is an absolute nightmare scenario. This game has been close. You have to acknowledge that this game at some point has been in reach for both teams, especially Oregon State, who has at some point had a comfortable lead. It's just not being able to finish off with their drives and keep this game in their favor. Now we're going to see a foul called here. That one will be on Kwame Evans. Had a little bit too much contact there with Pope. That'll be the fifth team foul for the Ducks, as we will see right Head back to the bench, Tyler Bilodeau now back on the floor for the Beavers. You can only see that they are gonna be hopefully changing up their scheme in order to have a better chance of being able to play this Oregon team here in the paint this late in game. Ty takes the pass, now working down low, looking for the pass over to Marielle, will find him, and Marielle finds the two-handed jam, trying to respond here against Oregon. Good little pass down close by Ratai. Now the Beavers back within 11. Still not a lot of time to get this one back. Every point counts, no matter what it is. So it's always going to matter when you're going at that type of aggression. It really is going to come down to the wire here. Every point counts and every turnover counts as well. We will see the Ducks turn this one over. A lost control by the sideline being guarded closely by Bilodeau and Pope. They are able to force turnover. Five and a half minutes left. Pope trying to bring the Beavers back within 10 and a foul immediately called on Shellstad. That's his second personal of the night. And that will bring Oregon with their sixth team foul. Need to be dangerous here not to activate that bonus too early. Absolutely. You're getting a little too close there if you're Shellstad. You need to give him some more space. I get that it's late. I get that they're cutting away at the lead but you still got to keep your cool here late in this game because it's only 11 points now. Oregon State came back from 10 almost a minute ago. There's always a chance. And now Bilodeau, he's going to hit double digits with that quick lay-in, able to find two more off the glass, shooting five for nine from the field now with 10 points. Bilodeau has been their leading man so far tonight. I know Pope's been taking all those empty shots, but Bilodeau has been attacking under the paint, and it's been of working out to his favor so far. I think he's, I believe he is tied for the lead with 10 points tonight. We've seen the Ducks slowing things down from distance again. It's going to be Kuzard fires from three. Hits the top of the backboard. And we will see Oregon State gather the rebound again. 
So looking to shut down this offense. Bildo, he's going to fire a three, wants to stay hot, can't do it, retire. A great second chance point. Able to answer right back in the Beavers within seven. That is an incredible rebound right retire. You got to, you just love to see plays like that where two guys come together and have the extra alley-oop help. Retire there with beautiful tracking of the ball. Almost went the wrong way with the rebound toward the Ducks, but what a way to finish by retire. Tracy spinning, finds a way through it, able to fake out Mariel there, faked a pass out, immediately spun around him and took it to a big height difference there that we saw Tracy take advantage of. He's standing at six foot five, going against that seven foot two, able to make it work. Retai, he's gonna land for three, draws the foul as well. Michael Retai hits the triple and finds the end one bringing Oregon State right back in it. And that is the worst case scenario if you're the Ducks. You're giving this Oregon State team life, and there is a possible chance that this is exactly the momentum Swift that they need. There's about three full minutes, almost four, left on the clock. You gotta have opportunities with late in games if you're Oregon State, and this is exactly what you need to see late in these type of games. What a way to come up big for your team. Good job there, Retai. Retai knocking down a huge triple, his first of the night. Oregon State's second of the night. Not only is that three points, Nicholas, that also is a shooting foul. He's gonna get one more, but that also puts Oregon State in the bonus. That's 17 fouls now for the Ducks. Any more fouls all throughout will result in free throws, and that might just give the Beavers a chance to get themselves back in. The lead is cut to under 10. This is exactly what they need. If they can foul out a little more, if they can get toward that bonus, who knows if they're able to slowly cut down the lead, if they can hit all those free throws, it could either be a tie or possible close game. Yeah, only a six point gap now between both these teams. Michael Retai happily leading this Beavers squad here. 15 points to his name, going six for nine from the field, one for three from beyond the arc, also picking up six rebounds. He could try and also hit a double-double here. Bilodeau, as we mentioned, trailing him 10 points, also with six rebounds, getting very, very close, but just under four minutes left to go. Beavers, still a chance to get back in this one. Retai knocks down this free throw. Suddenly they're back within five. That's only a two possession game. Hi, I'm And me. Oregon have to be shaken up a little bit. This can definitely get back into their control without a heartbeat. They are doing a very good job of being able to keep this game in reach. There's only one major issue that could happen. And that of course is if Oregon is able to get away from this yet again. Cause we've seen this before. They step on the gas and then they let up. If they're able to hold on to this lead and they're able to make that foul count, this could be the difference maker for them. Yeah, they're four of five in their last five field goal attempts. And I think all they need to do now, they need to attack the paint. We, the Ducks in that bonus cannot find any more fouls. You attack that paint, you go straight towards the glass. You either force a bucket or you force a foul. Might be looking to see the Beavers do exactly that. Try and force Oregon out of options. But with time ticking down, you gotta move quick. You can't be too aggressive because you could foul out. I believe a lot of players so far could possibly reach the foul out margin. And this is now the time for you to show what you truly are made of. These are when the good basketball players are separated from the great ones. Matai steps up for his one free throw. 
This one not going to fall three through. Rebound collected by Dante. And the Ducks most likely going to be looking to slow things down. Akano guarding Shellstad very closely. Kuznard going to get this one at the logo. Back over to Shellstad again. They're just looking to drain this clock as much as possible. Seeing that movement up top. 3-4-5. Rigsby, Shellstad, and Kuznard. Back over to Tracy, snaps this one in close to Kuznard, and that's going to be a massive and one. A huge response from Oregon. Kuznard fell down off the arc, got down low into the paint, took a sharp pass from Tracy, drew a foul from Retai as well, put up the bucket, and the Ducks extend their lead to eight, a chance to make it nine. Strong way to finish, just a really good strong way to finish. The only only thing that could ruin that if, if they did not call the foul but still nonetheless that is a very good way to finish through for Kuznard and the free throw up and good Kuznard shoots about 70% from the free throw line able to take that one in stride the Ducks up by nine after Oregon State had a chance to bring it back within five this might be stepping up the gas pedal it's gonna be a Kano shaking off Rigby, Rigsby with a massive turnaround sinks the jumper as well trying to get this crowd hyped up they're coming back they're slowly coming back but you got it like you said letting off the gas pedal they are starting to put pressure on it they're starting to put their foot all the way down to the gas pedal but then they let up right at the wrong moment hopefully they can hold strong here if not it's wraps, and it is good night for the Oregon Ducks. Right now, the Ducks, again, just stalling that clock. It's going to be Shellstad for three. There's only three seconds left on the shot clock. Retai going to draw a foul. Went up for the rebound, was able to collect to get it back in the hands of the Beavers, but also draw that foul with Oregon State in the bonus. He's going to get some shots now. That's the eighth team foul for the Ducks. Going to be looking to minimize that moving forward, but... Going to be two opportunities potentially here for Ty to bring the Beavers. Could get them within five again. Again, if you hit these shots right now, this is both a 50-50 game, and it really could go either way. And if they're able to hit these shots and make it a five, six-point game, it'll mean all the difference. Ty shooting about 7.05 from the free throw line. First one up and good. A huge step at that. Puts the Beavers at 50 back within six a chance to add on one more get them back within five 237 left to go second free throw up and good Michael Ratai puts them both away gets himself to 17 points and the crowd here at Gill Coliseum is getting loud that's exactly what you want to have the home field advantage coming back the Ducks did a good job of silencing it but now with momentum back in their favor five point game it's time for them to show why these people showed up Shellstad again patiently waiting at the logo, killing that clock. Five seconds on the shot clock. Rigsby over to Shellstad. He's going to have to pull up. No, he drives in, finds a lane. Dante finds it off the glass. A clutch bucket there for Oregon. Just as the shot clock went down, Dante finds two more. And it looks like they are actually going to review this play to see if he got the shot off in time. It looked pretty clean to me. And that would put Dante at 20 points. He did use the backboard. So that is the major caveat there. He did use the backboard, which can make it harder to see if he was able to get it off in time. This will definitely come down to a huge officiating call, though, nonetheless, wherever they end up going with this. 
We've just seen Oregon State. They have been shaping up their field goal percentage, but they are going to count the bucket. Not a lot of time to review that one. Pretty simple call to make there. Oregon State going to get it back down seven. Need to start finding those shots. And soon, they're going to start fouling the Ducks here, forcing them to go to the line, trying to force those missed free throws and answer back from the field. That's the only way you can really come back in a close game like this with two minutes under possibly ticking away. You're going to have to get more aggressive like that to hopefully possibly come away with a win. Yeah, they're going to have to potentially link up some threes as well. Akano going to work against Rigsby. Number four versus number four takes his steps, finds the quick drive. Dexter Akano, two more. And that is going to draw an immediate timeout from U of O, Oregon State, four of four in their last field goal attempt, starting to find that efficiency, now shooting about 41%, cleaning up very, very much. Shot at, we're shooting about 34%, kind of at the beginning of this half, now with less than two minutes to go. Pick that up, but they still need to find more because the Ducks holding on tight. They're four of four on their last free throws, or excuse me, their last throws out from the from far for three. They've been really turning that percentage up. You gotta see guys like Rataj and Bilodeau coming up strong here in these final minutes if they wanna hope to pull away with a win. And I'm really wondering if we're still gonna see three-pointers being attempted by the Beavers at this stage. They kind of have to. Absolutely. But, but Pope, Akano, and Bilodeau have a combined total of 14 attempts and zero buckets from range. So one of them is going to have to kind of take that leap, try to break that empty streak, trying to find some sort of triple to try and really start elevating those higher points. Remember, the players don't have these stat sheets. They don't know what they're on, so that's the best way to go about it if you're one of these guys down on the court. Remember, just take these chances, give yourself these opportunities, and you can walk away with possibly a great play late in games for your team. Now Oregon State might be looking for a foul here soon. A lot of time ticking down. Rigsby back over to Tracy now. Kuznar drives, looks for a lane in close to Dante. That's a quick block from Michael Ratai. Foul is going to be called now on Kuznard. Michael Ratai stepping up here late. That's his first block of the game. And another team foul for the Ducks. Good way to show up late and show that great defensive poise. Very, very, very strong block there to earn the foul. Ariel shooting one and one here to try and add on two more. He puts both away. He brings Oregon State back within three, which would be a huge thing to do, get them within that one possession, one triple away from tying it up with a minute and a half to go. First one up and good. good. He's going to get a second chance. That's exactly what you want to see. We're in a four-point game now. This next shot could mean the difference between possibly a win or loss for the Beavers. Mariel setting up, fires this one off the front of the rim. Ratai comes away with the rebound, immediately goes back out to the arc. Now looking for a drive back the other way. Over to Bilodeau, goes up with the right, finds the finish. And Oregon State back within two. The crowd is electric. This is what you want, man. This is when it comes down to the great. You love the home crowd getting this involved, and you really hope they can keep up the pace here. A lot of pressure coming through. Play is stopped. Whistle is blown. It looks like a timeout 
was called by the Ducks. A panic moment. There really was. There was a full press coming through from Oregon State, trying to force that turnover, trying to force that backcourt violation. And they did indeed slow down. They forced the Ducks to use a timeout. And now the Ducks gotta be feeling the pressure. Absolutely. Rigsby looked completely confused, but it was he was absolutely surrounded by Oregon State players. So you can only assume that that's exactly what you want to have happen to the Oregon Ducks if you're the Beavers. Force them to call those timeouts, force them to be uncomfortable, and the home crowd is getting electric tonight. 113 officially left on the clock. The Beavers starting to knock down their shots, starting to find that efficiency here late. The Ducks just not ready for that change. They're still leading by two, but Oregon State have been getting closer and closer, just chipping away at that lead, exactly what they needed to do. And now getting into the weeds here, almost the final minute, Oregon State gonna be looking to keep linking up these clutch plays. We did just have last night, the OSU women's basketball team played UCLA. Talia Von Olhoven mm -hmm. ended it with a three-point buzzer beater. It potentially could be the same it's situation. It's playing exactly the same way. They're knocking this game down. It's almost under a minute to go. It's a three-point game, or excuse me, two-point game. This could be the final minutes of where we could see an astounding play happen. This is where your guys have to show up late in games. It'll be interesting to see now if Oregon State, if they opt for the foul here. It looks like they're not going to quite yet. Shellstad in control at the logo. Over to Kuznard, back to Shellstad, over to Rigsby, just keeping that ball moving from beyond the arc. Shellstad looking for a way through, returns to range. Tracy in control here, looking to find a way past Pope, trying to shove him off, looking for that range. Lobs it up with the right hand, not going to fall. Rebound collected. Byron Ty, he finds his fifth of the night. It's getting electric. His ninth of the night, and Pope in control now, chance to tie this game up. He's going to go up himself, a huge swat from Dante, and a foul is going to be called. We'll see who that's on. It looks to be on Kuznard. And that's going to be another free throw opportunity for the Beavers. You could tie it right here if Pope's able to make up. He hasn't hit a shot from afar all night long. Can he make it up for here in these moments this close to the board? Pope, these are his first attempts from the free throw line. First one up and good, bringing Oregon State back within one. With that last foul, that puts the Ducks at 10 team fouls. So it's now two shots guaranteed. So he's going to get another one. 40 seconds left to go. Pope, a chance to tie. It's up and good. good. Jordan Pope sings both free throws, and the Beavers tie it up 58 to 58. This is exactly what you want to see. Pope didn't shoot a shot that made it from far, and this is where it comes down under 30 seconds to go. Tracy over to Kuznard. This is potentially the Ducks' final possession of this game. Shellstad in control. They're trying to drain the clock. They're trying to force the pressure. Smart Beavers play there. are going to get one final possession after this one. Shellstad driving, 
over to Kuznard. Gonna need a fire shot soon. Three seconds on the shot clock. This one lobbed up and missed. It's gonna be collected. No, Rigsby gets it back, fires two more back up. The second chance opportunity drops. Rigsby collects Kuznard, fakes the three, drives in two seconds on the shot clock. Over to Dante, a two-handed jam. The game winner. Zero seconds left on the shot clock, a timeout called in time by Oregon State, but a massive two-handed slam coming through from Infale Dante, and the Ducks take a lead with less than a second to go. Dante did an absolute monster dunk there. What a way to come back. He was pretty quiet in these last few minutes. What a way to come back and make it count when it matters most, and it silences this electric crowd. A timeout called in time by the Beavers. And it looks like we might have a review here, but from our perspective, that looked to be absolutely clean. It looks like they're just making sure there wasn't any violations, but that was a very clean two-handed jam for Dante. Now sitting at 22 points mm. and six rebounds. He has been an absolute menace here in Gill Coliseum. And it looks like they are still gonna review that play most likely will stand he has not had as many rebounds in this last matchup as he did before but man has he run up his scoreboard tonight 22 points what a phenomenal night for Dante and what a way to continue it with that monster performance and I believe they may have also called a foul on Oregon State they are reviewing it seems like they are going over a foul believe saw one of the officials signaling one, one shot. Yeah. So it looks like we might see Dante get an and one here as they add one second left onto the clock. And this shot could be detrimental actually. He puts it away, Oregon State forced to find a three. But this, if this one goes off the rim and goes outside, that could potentially just end the game. And it looks like no, they're not gonna have, they're just saying one second on, on the clock. So one final second, the Beavers going to need a quick inbound pass. It's Tyler Bilodeau to throw it in a timeout is gonna be called. This is where you're gonna see both teams kind of use the remainder of their timeouts. Ducks using their last here, but Oregon State down by two, one second added onto the clock. They get one final play to try and take this game. What an absolute strong finish by the Beavers, nonetheless, to claw their way back to make it a two-point game the way they did. This last second could go either way, as we saw with last night's game and that incredible finish. We could see the same thing happen here. I mean, in the last two years, it's been in Fale Dante just being the absolute, I mean, He's just been the Grim Reaper exactly. for Oregon He's State. He's been eating them alive every time, no matter what scheme, no matter what matchup. You saw the coaching staff go with Muriel tonight to start up to have that height difference, and yet still number one for the Oregon Ducks runs absolutely unstoppable. Dante, 22 points, shooting nine for 13 from the field, picking up six rebounds and two blocks. But we are getting set to go. Tyler Bilodeau to inbound. They're going to have one final shot. We'll see who takes it. Bilodeau looking to toss it in. Gets it out to Marial. He's going to have to take one from the mid for midcourt. But it falls. It falls just right of the basket. And it will draw zero seconds. The Oregon Ducks able to take this one. Marial fired. He had his 4-3 of the season. Tried to make it five there from midcourt. 
tried to launch that one on target, just missed right, and that will mark the end of this game. Great shot attempt there. I understand why you were going for it. You got to go for it all sometimes in those situations to help you put away this game. Strong finish there by the Beavs to make it come back, but nonetheless, in one of the last matchups we might see for a very long time between these two teams, it goes in the Oregon Ducks' favor. Yeah, the Ducks able to win this rivalry series matchup. They're going to play one more time in this season once again. That'll be February 28th down in Eugene. The Ducks going to have the home field advantage in that one. But again, a great comeback attempt from Oregon State. But ultimately, the defense is working from both sides. The Beavers, they were able to find that accuracy late, maybe a little bit too late as they drop by two but the ducks that is a huge away win for them they now will move up to nine and five in the conference and they'll go up to 17 and eight overall meanwhile oregon state dropped their 12th conference lost that now adding up to a six game losing streak not able to end it there yeah you gotta have some shame in that factor however at the same time you got to walk out of this and see the positives. You did make it a very close game near the end. You made it count when it needed to count, even if you weren't able to pull away in the end. That last dunk by Dante really stuck home. And as we said earlier in the game, those rim shots by Bilodeau, by Pope, they could come back and haunt you later. And as we saw, they very much did. Those extra three, two points could have made that dunk a tying moment and kept the game alive for the Beavers. Once again, final score of this rivalry series matchup, Oregon Ducks 60, Oregon State Beavers 58. We're going to cut to a break. We're going to come back in a few minutes for a post-game show. Stick around. We'll recap this game. We'll talk about more games moving forward. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm the editor-in-chief of Damn Chic Magazine. And I'm Shia, and I'm the assistant editor of Damn Chic Magazine. And we're back with OSU's Fashion Talk. Let's get into it. Well, first we have Sharon striding to class in some classic gray sweatpants, wide frame glasses, and of course, an iced coffee. I love the look. Is that Eric? He's totally sporting basketball shorts and slides. That is Eric. Look at him go. What a classic and comfy pair. Whether you wear sweatpants or trousers to class, Damn Chic has a place for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all things style, follow us on your favorite social media at Damn Chic Magazine. Stay chic. Tired of the 9 to 5 grind? Looking for a chance to brave the wilderness? The OSU Bird Nerds have you covered. Our weekly campus bird walks are sure to provide the adventure you've been looking for. Join us Mondays at 4.15 outside the Nash Hall Archway to discover the breathtaking birds of the Pacific Northwest. For more information and events, find us on Instagram at OSU Bird Nerds. That was at OSU Bird Nerds. Stay nerdy, stay birdie. Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the public, or just something to say, don't hesitate to get involved. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions.oregonstate.edu. Hey Beavers, did you know you could be receiving over $200 a month in grocery money? The Basic Needs Center on campus assists students with grocery funding through the SNAP Federal Program. If you're a U.S. citizen and make less than $2,000 a month, you're likely eligible to apply. Contact the Basic Needs Center at 
541-737-3747 to get connected to monthly grocery funding. Again, that's 541-737-3747. Welcome back, everyone. One last time to KBBR FM 88.7. We just closed the rivalry series matchup between Oregon State and Oregon. The Ducks able to take it 60-58 to in a very close finish. Last-ditch effort from the Beavers, just not able to find enough lead. Bittersweet. It really is bittersweet. You were able to have the incredible late-second comeback performance as you did, but still ended up walking away with a loss. Yeah, we saw a great performance. Michael Retai, definitely MVP for the Beavers. 17 points, shot 6 for 9 from the field, had a clutch triple as well four for five from the free throw line almost had a double double one rebound short of finding it also having three assists only two turnovers doing extremely well for Oregon State also looking towards Tyler Bilodeau 12 points six for 11 from the field six rebounds Pope Acano both with 10 Marial of course starting over a Beckway he had nine points and almost had the game winner in half court. He really did almost have it. If he was just a few feet closer, it might have sailed in. But give this young team credit. They really came out and made it close with a more seasoned Oregon team. A lot of sophomores, a lot of few juniors on this roster. It's a young team. So give credit where credit is due. When they came out and it mattered most, they were able to make it a close game and almost walk away with a phenomenal, memorable win. I think one of the most interesting things to mention here, Nicholas, is both teams had zero points off the bench. Exactly. That is not something we see typically for both these sides. Usually we see Christian Wright putting up some points. We also see Josiah Lake the second finding some points. Also Justin Rochlin, Casey Abekwe, who usually starts, also had zero points. None of those players able to find anything. One extra bucket from any one of those players could have meant the game. That It really could have, and it was very surprising to see so many players come off rotation and not find any kind of points and not score, especially Mbekwe, who is usually in the starting rotation, who we've assumed was only brought out because of a size matchup with Morelli against Dante, who, speaking of which, continues his just dominant run against this Oregon State team. 22 points tonight, phenomenal performance by himself as per usual, and I believe he was 9 of 13 on shooting, 4 of 7 on free throw attempts, and when you look at a performance like that, it really does show the Achilles heel of this Oregon State team tonight. Their defensive scheme just continuously breaking down. Not to mention, we still saw a lot of rebounds being collected. We talked about how their, mass, their last matchup last year, we saw Dante have 18 rebounds. This time only had six, but of course we saw Kuznard, Evans Jr., Tracy, and Rigsby all put up over six. So a lot of work being done there. Oregon State, of course, we saw a lot of players pitching in. As we mentioned, Bilodeau Marial did work in the paint, but of course the paint just really was dominated by U of O. Had 44 points in the paint. Also had 18 second chance points, doing a lot of work. They had, did have a 10 rebound difference. It was 40 rebounds for U of O, only 30 
for OSU being able to take advantage of those opportunities, get those extra points when they could. Oregon State started to come back with the rebounds. Uh, at one point, they were down significant. I believe that uh, U of O was starting to break away at 30 rebounds. Oregon State was still trying to find their way to 20, but they slowly started to make their comeback there, and they started hitting their rebounds as themselves. Now we're going to see Oregon State. They're going to head down to California for their next series. They're going to play Cal on February 22nd, play Stanford on February 24th. They're going to return back to Eugene to play U of O once again. And then they're going to finish out their regular season with their final home series going against Utah and Colorado. Of course, the Ducks are going to go on to also go down to California just in the inverse rotation. They're going to play Stanford first, then Cal look to return against Colorado and Utah at home. But regardless, Oregon State fall once again. Final score, 58-60. to 60. The Ducks able to clutch up in this rivalry series matchup win. Ivan Bradwoman alongside me, Nicholas Munoz in the booth. Much praise as well to Clara. And you've been listening to KBVR FM 88.7. We'll see you next time.